0: Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network.
1: You are now entering the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, a show that uncovers what's fact, what's fake, and what's fun in the crazy world. Of pseudo archaeology. Hello and welcome to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, episode 112. I am your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and tonight it's the Salutrian versus the Silurian hypothesis. Which will win? Which will lose? And knowing this show, both are losers. So what am I doing here tonight by myself in the darkness talking to you people? I thought I'd talk about two hypotheses. Hypothesize? That I used to get messed up. I would mistake these for each other for years and (laughs) there was a point where I just thought it was one and I was getting the names wrong. These are the Salutrian hypothesis and the silurian hypothesis now they don't really relate to each other in any way except that they're both full of their own different brands of foolishness so basically and i'll get into this more in a second but basically the salutrian hypothesis is that europeans crossed the atlantic at the same time as the first peoples were coming across the Bering land bridge, a handful of people from Europe came across the pack ice and came into the new world like 15 or 20,000 years ago. And the Silurian hypothesis is that there were advanced civilizations on earth hundreds of millions of years ago. So I think we should just take a moment and appreciate the true pit of despair that I'm in tonight. I mean, civilizations, hundreds of million years of Europeans coming across the pack ice 20,000 years ago. Like, don't you feel for me on this one tonight? I mean, if you're walking along and you see an open pit and you look down there and you're like, Kinkella, are you in there? And you hear this tiny voice. It's like, "Yes, I'm I'm down there." You're like, "Yeah, yeah, this is Kinkella's pit of despair." He's down there and and my friends tonight, I'm deep. Like, I I don't know how to explain this to you. You know, except I guess I guess we'll just we will bulldoze forward. We will focus and and we'll get through this, you and I together. So, let's you know what? We're going to d- we're gonna do the Silurian hypothesis first. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. And again, just so we have this straight in our brains, the Silurian hypothesis is the idea that advanced industrial civilizations were around on Earth like a hundred million years ago. Right? The idea that according to the discovery headline from a couple years back, quote An advanced civilization could have ruled the Earth millions of years ago. Really, could it have? Are you sure? Because you see, the amount of evidence for this is, well, I've been looking for it in my pit of despair. And, you know, there isn't any. It's just dark down here. Yeah, I'm looking for it. It's it's not there. So where does this come from? What is this? What is this? What is this this foolishness? Why? Why are we having to deal with something like this? So I have to blame multiple sources, but mainly I blame a 2018 paper that was in the International Journal of Astrobiology. Right. And these two guys, Schmidt and Frank, wrote this paper in a in a real journal, real scientific journal, kind of like a what if thought experiment. Now, I don't fault them for doing something like this. It's just kind of for fun, you know. And so these guys, they're, you know, they're they're kind of astrobiology, geophysics type of people. And they just thought, hey. okay, if there was an advanced industrial civilization 100 million years ago. What evidence would there be? You know, how could we find out if there was one what to look for? So they kind of went down the rabbit hole and and the idea would be that you would look for like spikes in environmental change, just like we're having global warming right now because we're an industrial civilization and we're burning too much carbon and you guys get it. Global warming and and that kind of stuff that you would look for the equivalent of that like 100 million years ago in the geological record. Okay, and they even say, like, hey, this is just a thought experiment, but you guys know my pain on this. You know that every half-assed fool is going to take this, and, oh, my friends, they are going to run with it. You know, so you're going to get, scientists say, advanced civilization, like that Discovery article, you know? Advanced civilization could have ruled the Earth. It's like, ah, damn it. You know astrobiologists man they're making my life hard can't they think of your humble narrator and archaeologist andrew Kinkella when they do this kind of stuff but they don't do they so this then comes out and and you know what's funny is i started to hear a bunch more of that i remember this and like five years ago or so all of a sudden you're hearing this like ancient civilization of 100 million years ago. And it just seems ludicrous because, in fact, yes, it's ludicrous. There's no evidence for this. And even to see a spike like that at 100 million years ago, it could be lots of things, right? It doesn't have to be from burning fossil fuels. And they even, I think, argue in their paper that there would be enough fossil fuels to burn at the time. But if we even think wider, why would another advanced civilization go with burning fossil fuels you know it's just it's really weird it's an odd (laughs) it's an odd take on things like yeah you know if they if they were advanced lizard creatures and again this is also what they're saying like this this isn't going to be human beings right these this is not going to be homo sapiens because i mean they have their scientific standards please (sighs) it's going to be some sort of you completely different creature So but why would this creature burn? You know, you see, you see how this gets just like so weird. I guess you could say my favorite part of this is the name. The Silurian hypothesis, the word Silurian comes from Doctor Who. Yes, yes. The Silurian people in Doctor Who. If you don't need any more evidence that astrobiologists are nerds. Well, I have some for you. And in terms of being fully open with my audience, I have to say that I'm a decent doctor who nerd myself. I used to walk, watch Doctor Who. Oh, gee, dude, I watched like Tom Baker when I was like 10 with my dad. Like this is going to be early 1980s, you know, so I know Doctor Who, my friend. But the Silurian people are kind of one of those creatures. They're a a race of lizard people and they kind of come and go they're kind of secondary sort of villains right that show up every so often in Doctor Who but the idea is that they live underground these lizard people living underground and they are an ancient ancient race for those of you who are fans of Doctor Who from the David Tennant era the the modern era they have the Silurian people on there too and I think you've seen them you know in various episodes if if you're a, a modern fan you've seen this again this idea that these Creatures are ancient, you know, in their history on the order of of tens or hundreds of millions of years. So they're reaching for kind of a pop culture reference to call their hypothesis by right. The Silurian hypothesis, the the idea that there really was something like lizard people 100 million years ago, burning fossil fuels And creating a vast, complex civilization, right? What would be left to add an extra wrinkle in a very wrinkly situation? They also talk about well, since the Earth has life on it, and the life is so kind of it has a big interplay with the with the surface of the Earth, right? Life on Earth, I mean, trees grow and the roots go down, and we basically break break a lot of things up as we use it, right? They said, you know, because life on Earth kind of destroys stuff as it lives on the Earth, it might be better to look for evidence of the Silurians on the moon or Mars. You heard it here first, except you actually really heard it in the paper in 2018. But yeah, so... If we're really thinking wide, you know, the Earth, man, it's too hard to see. You'll see it better on Earth or Mars. And right there, I'm like, you guys are killing me, man, because every pseudo archaeologist, you guys know if you've I think most of us almost know culturally, like the the famous uh, face face on Mars, like the human face on Mars. That was just a function of the camera technology of like the 1970s. They've rescanned Mars in the same spot and it doesn't look like a face anymore. You know, I mean, do I miss the face of Mars? I totally do. The face of Mars is fun, but but they just stay with that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, even though, dude, I don't want to take this too seriously. It's just a couple astrobiologists, a couple astrophysicists having a little bit of fun. You know, I want them to have their fun. But it bums me out that their fun time has got to make a story that that if it was a science fiction story, again, as part of Doctor Who, I did the Silurians and Doctor Who. That's awesome. But in terms of having anything to do with reality, you know, you, you don't want to make your science fiction creatures real and then try and argue for them based on no evidence at all. So if you listen close That scraping sound is me digging my pit of despair even deeper. When we come back, if you thought I wasn't deep enough, let's do the Salutrian hypothesis.
0: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and welcome back to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, episode 112. I am your host, Dr. Andrew Kinkala. And when we last left me, I was in a deep pit of despair. Now... As a very poor idea to help me out in my deep pit of despair, I thought I would talk about the Salutrian hypothesis. And again, on the show tonight, we're talking about the two hypotheses: i of the Salutrian hypothesis and the Silurian hypothesis. We just went over the Silurian. Let's check out the Salutrian. So, what is the Salutrian hypothesis? Basically, it's the idea that While we think of peopling the New World as having come over the Bering Land Bridge, right? And we've talked about this in in past episodes. You know, how did the first people get here? The dates for the earliest people into the New World. Good, solid dates look like it's around, oh, we could say 17,000 years ago or something like that. You know, somewhere in that vicinity of people coming across the Bering Land Bridge. You know, again, it was the Ice Age, so it was a land bridge across from the far easternmost Asia into Alaska, right? And we have a ton of evidence, genetic evidence and so on, that the First Peoples came that way. Now, the Salutrian hypothesis doesn't disagree with that. It adds a little. It says, you know what, while that was happening, there might have been a small group of people or a moderate group of people that came to the new world from Europe. And the idea is that they followed the pack ice from across from the continent of Europe, you know, from like France, going up up to the north across the pack ice and then ultimately down into the new world coming to the East Coast. Right now, that idea came about, it began in the 1970s. The most famous archaeologist who kind of was the ringleader of this idea was a guy named Dennis Stanford. I just saw that Dennis Stanford most recently died, and that's a that's a sad thing. It was nice to have you around, Dennis. Now, this idea, I think the term controversial fits this idea perfectly, and we don't have any direct evidence of this at all, but so why... Why even bring it up in the first place? Why did people like Dennis Stanford talk about the Solutrean hypothesis? Here's why. It has to do with Clovis. Now, we know that Clovis points are those large, flat, nicely made spear points that date to right around 13,000 years ago. People who've pushed the Solutrean hypothesis say, look, we don't really see the antecedents of that, the, the earlier forms of that in Northern Asia. You know, you, you don't really see them there, but we do see some spear points that look a lot like Clovis in the Salutre region of France. So that's where they get the name Salutrian, right from the the Salutre region of France. And when you look at the spear points, they do look similar. You got to give them that. The Salutre points look decently similar to Clovis. Fair ball. The Solutre points date to around 21,000 years ago. So quite a bit earlier than Clovis. We got to remember Clovis is 13, right? So this is a decent, what is that? 8,000 years older or something like that? Kind of old. It's kind of not too precise. And that's where stuff starts to fall down a little bit. As we look look further... It starts to not not feel so good again. Is there any evidence that the Salutrian peoples sailed or had watercraft stuff? There's just like no evidence of that. It would have to be that this technology diffused out to other cultures further north, and then across the Atlantic. That's that's really hard to deal with, right? And we just. You just don't see the evidence for it, my friends. There's just not much there besides going, hey, look, these two points look pretty similar. And in in terms of, hey, if uh, European people were here during that time, wouldn't we see maybe some DNA markers? Of them, the the idea being that they would have had like interbred with Native peoples. And, and so modern Native American groups would be mostly of Asian descent. But you'd have a little sprinkling of the European stuff and you just don't see it. Now, I will say with the DNA stuff, sometimes you do see a sliver of Oh, like like European bits and bobs in native culture. But why it's not from the Atlantic side. It's because Beringia, the area of the Bering Land Bridge, is like a funnel. And it's sucking in people not just from southern Asia, but from northern Asia and across as well. So. You, you have to look at Beringia, again, as as sucking in peoples from across Asia, not just from below. It's funny. It, I think we think of it as. More southern Asian groups kind of going up and over because we look at maps that are drawn with north up. You know, if you look a map on the wall, it just seems like people would like walk up and over because of the way you're looking at an image of the earth. But if you're actually on the ground it's more like a funnel, right? Or if you look at a globe from that angle, you'll see that sort of all of Asia kind of can funnel down into that point that would be the Bering Land Bridge. So my point being, you can get genetic markers from that Europe just about by way of the Bering Land Bridge, if you get what I mean, right? You're sucking different people's all the way across and then down so it's going to come from that side it's not coming across the Atlantic as much as I want to believe this I do have to be honest with you that when I first heard the salutrian hypothesis I thought that it had like a two percent chance of being true you know and I first heard it a long time ago like 20 years ago or something and I was like, "Oh, that could be the the idea that just a sprinkling of people maybe came across." I I, I thought that the Clovis thing as being related to to Salutrian points pretty far fetched. And I will say that as time has gone on, that two percent has faded into point zero zero two percent. Right? Meaning, the more I hear, the more I look at it. The more it just doesn't seem to work. And you know what? I don't want to throw Dennis Stanford under the bus totally, though. See, he was he was trying a serious thing, but he was trying it with very, very little evidence. It was simply just a comparison of two artifact types. And I think one of the big problems is. He was doing the same thing that pseudo-archaeologists do when they compare pyramids. If you look at a Maya pyramid and an Egyptian pyramid, you go, hey, look, those pyramids are the same. They must be related. But then when you look closer, they're really not the same at all. And they're from two completely different time periods. Clovis and Solutrean points, yeah, at at a glance, you go, oh, they look pretty similar. But then as you look closer, you're like, ooh, these points are kind of different. Clovis has a fluted base, and which is one of its main characteristics, and Solutrean points don't, and they're like 8,000 years different in time. Ah, you see what I mean? It really starts to fall apart, but I do think it's a time when science is doing what science is supposed to do. There's a hypothesis that comes up, the Solutrean hypothesis, right? And through testing and as more data comes along, we kind of go... Yeah, it doesn't really work at all. We're going to let it go. So that's kind of where I would put the Solutrean hypothesis at this point. On top of everything else, thinking about people in kayaks crossing the pack ice. You guys realize that's where the Titanic bought it. You know what I'm saying? That's not a place for a kayak to go cruising. (laughs) I don't want to take my kayak lessons in the North Atlantic. I know you can call me a wuss, but it's just, you see how this just fades as you look closer. You know, it's like, ooh, good try, but that's a miss. That is a total swing with a miss. So, with that, you know, I think we can just sort of remember the good old days. When we talked about the Salutrian, and then we can just let it fade into its good night when we come back. My closing thoughts on the Silurian versus the Salutrian. All right. Welcome back to the Pseudo Archaeology Podcast, episode 112. I am your host, one more time, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, and we are discussing the Salutrian versus the Silurian hypothesis. And we are here to listen to my closing thoughts on this, my friend. My, f- my final little two cents on which one's worse. And you know what? I have fun with this. One of the fun things in the pseudo-archaeology world is talking about what's the worst of all. You know? And as I've discussed on previous episodes, I think the very worst idea in all of pseudo-archaeology, is still ancient astronauts, right? Ancient Maya astronauts. That's the worst one. That is the number one winner of the stupid medal of all time award. Now this, this one's more complicated, right? It's like, is the idea that there were lizard people 100 million years ago with complex societies on Earth, that that was true? Or the idea that people came across from Europe into the new world like 20,000 years ago or if that's true which one's worse like on the surface which one would you say now I think on the surface we're going to go with the lizard people right because the lizard people is like so stupid and it's so silly really this is almost like a silliness factor or an outlandish factor you know but let me kind of go a little deeper with this so yeah, we're going to go lizard people. All right. All right. That's stupid. But check this out for the everyday public who my listeners are not. You are much beyond the silly, silly, normal public everyday Joe. I know you are, my friends, because you people are awesome. But your normal everyday Joe is, I think, going to look at the Silurian hypothesis with the lizard people and be like, ah, yeah, that's like, OK, that's stupid. And and they'll have a laugh, right? With the Salutrian hypothesis, if somebody's really pushing it, they're going to go with it. You know, that's an easy one to, to make seem like it's much more than it really is. It reminds me a lot, actually, of the difference between ancient aliens and ancient apocalypse. And what I mean there is... We poo poo ancient aliens so much, right? And I'm not here to say ancient aliens is great. I'm not here to say ancient aliens is correct. But ancient aliens is so outlandish that I think a decent number of people can watch that and see its outlandishness, right? And have a laugh at its expense and just go, yeah, whatever aliens, right? You can see that, right? It's so over the top. But ancient apocalypse, the Graham Hancock show masquerades as seriousness. Graham Hancock takes it seriously. People who watch it take it seriously. The thousands of people who hate me on my YouTube channel took it seriously, right? And so that's the problem. Between those two, I would say ancient apocalypse is worse because it lies to people much more. The lie is much more harmful, right? Because it's just it's making people believe total false things that they think of as history and as fact. Whereas ancient aliens are like, yeah, you know, Hey aliens, it was fun. I I needed something fun to watch on a Friday night. I see bits of this here too. While the Silurian hypothesis can be a pain because like that stupid discovery article, you know, it's, it's there just for clickbait and people look at it and go, civilizations 100 million years ago lizard people we should go look for them on the moon it sort of goes away after a while you know it doesn't hurt too much this is sort of silly but the salutrian hypothesis you know this idea that europeans came a long time ago you can see how that can be sort of bastardized and used by like the Aryan nation, you know, to say that like white people have always been here or something like that, or it can be easily shown to have much more scientific depth than it really does. You know, it's when in the end, it's really just a decent example of hyper diffusion. You know, the idea that everything's interrelated, the idea that these points over here in France are related to these points over in America when they're just not right. And you know what? I'm going to throw a bone, though, to the Salutrians. I'll even say this. Let's say they made it. Let's say that like four guys in a kayak did come over. And I'm not even talking about the points because, you know, that that Salutrian points are related to Clovis points because they're just not like, like let's just go knowing that. But let's just say that somebody from Europe by way of the pack ice, I don't know, got to got to North America 10,000 years ago. It just doesn't matter right there. It was just culturally meant nothing. It meant nothing to the history of human beings in the new world. So it's fun to think of. Did it happen? No. But as I said before, I'll give it a point zero 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 two chance. Right. You're sort of rooting for it because it's a fun story. But dude, nobody made it across. I feel Similarly, when people ask me about Polynesians, did like ancient Hawaiians make it to the West Coast? The short answer is no. And the longer answer is, I mean, if they did, it just had no bearing on modern native history. And by modern native history, I mean the history of native groups throughout the ages. There, it didn't mean anything, right? Right. That one boat washed ashore the one time or something like that. So, as always, I'm here to bum you out and tell you that really interesting stories are not true. Why? Why do you listen to me? I guess if there's a silver lining, which I, I really can't see from my pit of despair, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. It is, again, that the Silurian hypothesis is so outlandish. That nobody's really going to take it seriously, and the Salutrian hypothesis has been disproven by good science. And with that, I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Pseudo Archaeology podcast. Please like and subscribe wherever you like and subscribe. And if you have questions for me, Dr. Andrew Kinkella, feel free to reach out using the links below. Or go to my YouTube channel, Kinkala Teaches Archaeology. See you guys next time. This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network. And was edited by Chris Webster.
0: This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archepodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it